Stay on the men's side anyway is done. My daughter's got her first golf tournament today, TJ. First ever golf tournament today is about to tee oh, off. Huh? Hope it clears up for them a little bit. It's nasty. Well, I don't know how it is up that way, but I'll nasty ask. and wet right now. Uh, there are definitely, there's nerves everywhere. Oh, I'm She's sure. nervous. Mom's nervous. The brothers are nervous. Dad's nervous. I told her, walk to the t- I said, you know what? The girls you're playing with are nervous, too. Oh, yeah. You need to walk to that tee box like you're Tiger Woods and you own this place. So we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know, Teej. But uh, I'm supposed to be getting hole-by-hole reports from the wife who's out there walking the course oh, today. Uh, good luck to her and the rest of the girls. And, yeah, uh, everyone else at that level, that age, on that day, opening things up, uh, probably every event, not even just opening things up, or same nerves going on, so. Jenny says it's rainy and 45 degrees, so ideal golf weather. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know what it looks like outside the station right now, and that, yeah, that's not too far away, so it's not ideal golfing weather, that's for sure. Uh, Sooners lose here last night, just an ugly, ugly performance. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, 57-49 the final. Cowboys bounce them. OSU moves on to get Texas today. Four quarterfinal men's games here today. you got Baylor and Iowa State at 11.30 this morning in the 4-5 game. Kansas, West Virginia. Boy, there's some wins there, huh? Bill Self and Bob Huggins have combined to win about a million basketball games. Yeah, do you think Huggy Bear has a shot at 1,000? I was adding that up last night with him. He's about – What's he at? I think he's about – I think it was like 80 short, something like that. And I was like, man, I don't know if he's able to stick around long enough. What else is he going to do? I mean, that's like three more years to get to that probably, if not four. I don't know if he's got that in him. I hope he does. I want to see him get to a thousand, but I don't know. That popped know up last night on do. the screen. Like he doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong about him. He doesn't strike me as a. Oh, I'm just going to play golf or travel with my wife kind of a guy. Like I think this is his whole world. So I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe not. He's the winningest active coach in college basketball now after Jim Beheim's Jim Beheim's retirement yesterday. Uh, he didn't retire. Six o'clock. Well, you. what are you saying? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Texas OSU at 6, K-State, TCU at 8.30. Uh, who's winning today, TJ? Who's our final four tomorrow? Uh, give me the matchups again quickly. Baylor, Iowa State. I'm going Baylor in I that game. I went two for two last night, didn't I? I did, unfortunately. Uh, Kansas, West Virginia. Uh, Kansas. 
So you're saying Baylor bounces back after just getting slapped by Iowa State and they get revenge today? Yes, because game to game means okay. nothing in this conference. True. Texas OSU. Um, I could not envision te- uh, OSU winning again as poorly as they played last night, so I'll go Texas. K-State TCU. Lampkin done, gone from the team. I'm going um, PCU. <laughs> I, have to make, I have to pick one that doesn't make sense, so I'll go TCU in that game. That makes sense. But TCU got embarrassed by Oklahoma on Saturday. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't they come back and look <laughs> tremendous tonight? Exactly. Uh, they're good, man. They're the sixth seed. Remember they went into Fog Allen Fieldhouse and just ran the Jayhawks out of their own arena? That's the sixth seed. Um, by the way, something has happened yet here that you will find amusing, perhaps. But Brett Yormark has changed some things at the T-Mobile Center for the media. We showed up uh, last night. Things looked different. They've looked pretty much the same ever since I've started covering this event. Event back to my news nine days. So in the back, under underneath, there is a media workroom, okay. um, tables where you can put your laptop and write a story, whatever you know. They got Wi-Fi or they got uh, plug-ins and ethernet hookups and stuff like that there's a press conference room where they bring the coaches and players after the game and there is a dining area where twice a day lunch and dinner they'll put out some sandwiches or whatever for the media the dining area is now gone it has been turned into some sort of a champions club they call it kevin and i snuck it it's all curtained off and there's a person at the front who's checking your whatever you're supposed to have to get into the Champions Club. We went in there last night uh, it, it, after our game was over because nobody else was there, and we just wanted to sneak in and see what it looks like. It very much looks like either like a cigar lounge or maybe upstairs at some reputable, irreputable club or something like that. I don't know what's going on <laughs> in the Champions Club. But the media dining has gone, so that's one thing. That's not a big deal. Here's the big deal. In the past, there has always been courtside two baseline-to-baseline media tables opposite the teams. Uh, Front table, usually TV, the radio broadcasts, and big-time papers, you know, like the USA Today, uh, maybe the the, the main paper of the teams that are playing at the time. So if OU is playing, maybe the Oklahomans got a seat at the front table. Right. Uh, things like that. Back table is kind of overflow media. Perhaps uh, your team is in the night session or uh, you're covering a team that hasn't uh, played yet or you're a smaller paper. You know, maybe you're the Norman transcript, for example. You might be sitting at the back table. It's kind of a hierarchy there. Sure. But there's assigned seating. Uh, oh, coaches will sit at the front table that are scouting. There's a there's a spot there for, for example, uh, the Texas coaches were sitting next to us last night courtside scouting our game because they play 
whoever won that game next. So that's the deal. Baseline to baseline, two tables. That's where I had my deal with uh, Diet Sunkiss Galifianakis several years ago at the second table <laughs> when I was working at Channel 9. We show up yesterday. The second table is gone. And the front table has been lopped off. It uh, There's now only TV, the radio stations covering it, and maybe a couple of scout seats, and that's it. And about, um, you know, it probably covers half the court. So one-fourth of the court at each end now is seats, courtside seats, high-dollar courtside seats, and there's no back table. And there's a row of seats back there, too, where there used to be media. Now there's another row of, you know, high-dollar seats, although I don't know how good they are because they got to kind of look over us. But right. anyway, there is 75% – of the media seating that used to be down on the floor is gone. And so I said to Drake, as soon as we got there, we're, we're still where we would normally be last night, but I'm looking around. It's like, where's all the media? Like, as far as I've ever seen, they, they sit here in these two tables. It's pretty customary, honestly. If you ever look at NCAA tournament or other conference tournaments, that's just kind of the general setup is there's kind of two rows of tables there. I'm looking. Sometimes they'll move media kind of up into the crowd a little bit. They'll put some rows of tables somewhere. I can't find it anywhere. And I, uh, up the very top of the arena, I was like, surely, they, are they up there? And sure enough, I did see on Twitter that they have moved all of the media to the very top Ooh, of the arena. Nobody puts baby in the corner. You know, hockey press box, very top of the arena, above the upper deck. That's where they have moved all of the well, 75% of the media. So, you know, the Oklahomans up there, Barry Trammell's way up there. Everybody that's not a part of the radio broadcast team for the school is up there. And I saw some, you know, grumbling about it. Of course, nobody has any sympathy for him at all, anybody in the no. public. No. But the the guys working the uh, event are uh, – so I saw a tweet by uh, Kellis Robinette. Who's Kellis work for? Let me click on his name here real fast. Or maybe it's a she. Uh, K-State beat writer, Wichita Eagle. Brett Yormark says he moved media seating to the top of T-Mobile Center for the good of the conference. <laughs> no going back. But he is open to suggestions for making our experience better. What should we ask for? It's a fantastic read because everybody's chiming in uh the different things that they think the big 12 media should ask for now that they've been moved to the uh, uh top of the arena uh one guy says a statue of barry trammell should be put outside the t-mobile center <laughs> uh there's a bunch of smart alex in here is like oh how will you ever cover basketball from the top of the arena uh one guy said you need a sherpa to find your way up there um, unlimited popcorn, uh, beer, unlimited pretzels, um, on and on and on. It's it's a hilarious read. So anyway, they've been moved to the top. Now I will say this: I called a game this year from the top of the arena, uh, the Villanova game in Philadelphia. That's where our visiting radio booth was, and uh, the radio or the uh, hockey. 
radio booth above the upper deck. It's hard to do. You miss a lot of stuff. I mean, like last night, for example, during a timeout, Jerry Pollard was officiating the first game, and he came over, and we were asking him. He he called the Kansas State game two games ago for us when Tanner Groves got ejected. And so we were asking him about that call and why he got ejected and just explaining the rule to us and stuff like that. Great. Jerry Pollard's maybe my favorite official because he's always very open to, you know, explaining calls and having conversations and stuff. You hear players talking to each other and coaches talking to players and referees talking to players and coaches and stuff that helps you. I mean, it's it if you're covering a game, all that kind of stuff that you can see right down there on courtside is beneficial. I'm not saying you can't cover it from the very top. I know it's a first-world problem. But I think it's a mistake by your mark to immediately upon entering the conference move all of the people who cover the conference to the very top of the arena. <laughs> He's ticking off. He's ticking off all the columnists, all the people who have radio shows, all the whatever. Well, here's I mean, his thought process. It just seems like a bad move by him. I think this is his thought process. None of you show up for the regular season games anymore. Why should you get prime seats for the conference tournament? Well, I mean, that's completely not true. I mean, there, there's not in Norman, maybe, but everywhere else, there's tons of media everywhere. Ah, those people don't count. I don't know. I think it's – he's done some really good things, um, some creative things since taking over. This seems dangerous. Yeah, I'm guessing there wasn't one particular individual there. Otherwise, we would have heard about a riot maybe breaking out. So, uh, Who's that? Well, I'm not going to say names, but uh, he would no. not have handled that situation well. Traber? No, no, oh. no, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know. It, it would stink. I'm gonna be, it would stink. There, there was, um, you know, it's just hard. It's it, Again, it's a first-world problem. Nobody has sympathy. <laughs> I sit in the upper deck a lot when I go to a Thunder game with my family because it's cheaper up there. You know, we get four or five people sure. going, and I don't want to want to pay 200 bucks a ticket, so I sit up there perfectly fine watching a basketball game up there. But I'm talking about, like, doing your job. You, you just can't get the detail. You just can't get the good stuff that can really make your story pop or whatever when you're that far away from the action, so – it is what it is. It just seems like an interesting move by your mark to immediately upon coming into the conference alienate all the people who write about and talk about your conference. Uh, Sounds like advice really, from Jay-Z or something. I Media really, stink. Just, just put them up top. I really – yeah, they made it very NBA-like. Yeah. The arena now looks very NBA-like. And that's not what – postseason college basketball is it's different than the nba i mean you you turn on all the tournaments today and the ncaa tournament and everything it's different it's just a different feel to it the bannering the media the bands you know you get the bands down on the inline and everything it's just different so man i feel like this was a specialty he's gonna get hammered for this specialty one. food dishes theme hip-hop theme songs uh-huh. And putting the uh, media up in the corner. And put baby in a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's making changes. Hey, he's trying things. He is trying things. 
just I'm not sure that he made a lot of friends with this one. <laughs> right. Break time. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show, Toby and TJ with you. This hour brought to you by RK Black, office technology solutions for your business out there in Oklahoma or Kansas. They can get your whole network up and running, fax, printer, copier, scanners. Great company, rkblack.com, 405-943-9800. Toby's last segment before he heads right. to the airport. In fact, I, I don't, I've lost it in here in the uh, all the text that we haven't got to, but there was one on here saying that the, the KC Airport, I guess, has recently been redone or is really nice and does have many barbecue options for you as you're going through there. So. Okay. It's your choice for you if I you want to take it. I'm wondering, like, 9.45 in the morning, I don't know that I'm going to be hungry for barbecue. We'll yeah. see. We're about yeah. to find out. We're about to find out. And for you, it's not unusual. That would be like someone getting up at 8 and then eating lunch at noon. I mean, you've been up since 5-something, so. No, I got you. My my body clock, but I, yeah. I still, I don't usually eat large lunches at 9.45 in the morning, so we'll see. Uh, Porter is an excellent coach. I hope they give him a chance. We do not. Uh, we do need to make some progress next year. Yeah, can't Agreed. have another year like this. Agree. Can't do it. Uh, OU men's basketball reached the Sweet 16 in 2015, the Final Four in 16. The new arena should have been built when there was momentum. An investor or group could have come in and built the new arena and profit off all the other events that would of uh, the arena would have host. Very similar model to how the new arena was built in Austin. Can't do the same as uh, Austin's, but, uh, I mean, there was an effort back then, if you remember, and uh, it was shot down because the city of Norman is very cooperative with the university. Well, that wasn't a matter of an investor, though, coming in and paying for and building no. the arena. So. No, but there yeah. was a city yeah. effort. Yeah. Now, what happened in Austin is not going to happen in Norman. True. What happened in Waco could happen in Norman. Morning, buddy. that you always look on the bright side and work so hard for OU. Hopefully, you get a call a national championship in one of your sports very soon. Have a good day. He did get to call one recently. It didn't work out for him, but he got to call a national championship. I was a, it was a national championship, yeah. Yeah. That somebody else won, but I was I was there. Because Spikerman was safe. He was safe. Uh, most people saying that Porter has to go have no idea what it takes to coach college basketball. Mm. Uh, does, uh, Otega Owe's brother slash relative play for the Baltimore Ravens question? Brother, yes. The brother or stepbrother? Full brother? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But yes, the answer is yes. Yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, 6 a.m. pickle is for nudist. I do not want a remote there. That goes please. back to your nude uh, pickle story uh, not yeah, too long ago. Several years ago. Yeah. Right. I uh, just wanted to thank Toby for my food coma yesterday. Went to the Olive Garden for y'all. You can eat <laughs> soup, salad, and breadsticks all you want. Yeah. And every once in a while, they've got uh, bottomless pasta bowl or whatever they call it. You can eat all of that you want, too. So 
I will not stand for the Olive Garden slander. Um, Brian from OKC is reporting. Uh, I don't know if this is true, Brian. I don't have any reason to doubt you that you do know someone over there. Um, I'll look for reports on that. Well, what is it? Uh, he's claiming there's a uh, an ambulance at the OU football facility this morning. Oh, okay. So, oh, jeez. So, well, hopefully everything's on. all right. Uh, what would TJ's personalized license plate say? Air fry? Huh. huh. Um, Brittle? I would... Um, Hello. Good morning. I would put personal uh, license, personalized tags are stupid. Does that fit across there? That would be tough to fit. Uh, that would be tough. All I, I did... really abbreviate a lot. Uh, uh, I did in high school have the customized front plate that was just a big T. That was, what on, about the, that was on the cutlass. Was, uh, that was on the cutlass. What if somehow you could make, like, a, uh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Think you could make that into a personalized license plate? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Lake Life? That's a good one for you. I'm pretty sure that one's probably already taken. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, Omaha Beach was hard. Social media, not so much. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You're right. Omaha Beach was tough. Choked on my own spit there. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if Ole Miss would hire me. I only have three felonies. That's from yeah, Julio. Uh, you probably don't have enough. Uh how did Lincoln Riley get outside Toby's window? Ah. Oh, that goes back to the uh, the critter mm-hmm. out the there. The rodent crawling around out here. Yeah, that's not very nice. Let's see here. Uh, sure, you have seen and shared this already, but if you haven't, one of the great highlights of the tournament. I can't read that. It's a screenshot of a tweet. All right. Well, that's um, entertaining. Let me see here. I, I'm I'm trying to blow it up here. Um, good evening. I don't know if I should read this. I may go Anchorman hmm. here. It's a long tweet. Good morning. Uh, good evening. My name is Tony Wilson. I was a public address announcer this morning. As we sat and watched the game, I asked is the coach. This high school. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'll have to read this during a commercial break. Maybe on the other okay. side because I don't know what this is uh, talking about. So we'll have to right. see. I don't want to go. Anchorman here and read something. Good call by to. you. Way to be cautious, TJ. Uh, good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. Let's be real. That guy isn't really a vegan. Mm-hmm. With the tofu Who knows? tag. How, yeah. how could you know? And the last one here before I let you get on the road and onto your flight. I'm going to miss Drake and Kevin on the basketball calls. I hate that the season is over. Yeah. Oh, is it that agree. sweet? They I don't agree. miss you, but they're going to miss those guys. two. They're my guys. We have fun together. Uh, you only hear about 10% of it all, and it is sad when a season ends and I got to wait nine months or whatever it is to hang out with uh, Kevin and Drake again. So I agree with the texter. It is sad when it comes to an end. Now let's you'll, you'll see Drake quite a bit. Let's not act like that's over with. I will, but I don't get to sit by him and uh, needle each other and ride with him to Kansas City and, you know. Oh, he'll figure out a way to ride with you on some baseball trips like today. What's Drake doing up in Kansas City today? Sitting around eating barbecue, getting fat. That's what he's doing. He's figured it out.
Uh, you know Drake has more friends than anybody on the planet. I think he has fr- t- uh, plans to get together with a friend up here today <laughs> That's right. and have lunch. <laughs> so, and probably, I don't know, do something Disney. I don't know what you can do. Uh, probably talk Disney. about their marriage plans. Yeah. <laughs> not, not together, but, uh, you know, the wedding that Drake will have to be in soon. All right, I'm going to head out and try to figure out how to get to Houston. Hopefully, if all goes well, tomorrow morning's show will originate from H-Town as we get set for a big OU baseball series down there. TJ's got you the rest of the way here uh, on today's show. Thank you to you fine folks for tuning in. Sorry it didn't go better here in Kansas City. We'll try again next year. Have a great Thursday, everybody. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. We're back, T-Row, in the morning show. Toby is headed to the airport. He is uh, figuring out a way. He will be heading to Houston to call baseball this weekend as a... Sooners head down there to take on Houston for a three-game series. He will be on the call for those games uh, coming off of a uh, comeback win versus UNLV yesterday. Battle back uh, from down early in that game and uh, get the victory. So Toby heading down to call baseball. I uh, read over the tweet now. Uh, was not None of you were trying to uh, sucker me into being an anchorman situation there where I read something that I wasn't supposed to read. I did not, I have not seen the highlight of this. It sounds like um, one of those situations where you see on social media a lot now or, or uh, news outlets pick up these stories where a young man got into a game uh, yesterday and was able to uh, either take a shot, make a shot, something that um, typically he would not have gotten into the game. He's a team manager or someone that was on the team that had not got the opportunity to play, got the chance in the big house, and uh, both teams working together to to make that uh, moment special for the individual. So very cool. I'm sure uh, if it was on the news yesterday, I'm sure it will be uh, more today, and I'll look out for that. So uh, none of you are trying to sucker me into anything. So uh, Unfortunately, Toby is headed to uh, Houston because the basketball season comes to an end. We've talked a lot about it today. The game itself, I mean, I don't know what you say outside of the fact that it was just an ugly game, and that goes both ways. OSU didn't play well either. Nobody could buy a shot. Uh, Nobody's offense worked well. What was funny, and Toby and I really didn't get into this much, um, but we had sat there on the buildup for this thing, knowing you were going to play Oklahoma State, knowing what they had done the previous two uh, outings against Oklahoma, and, and Caleb Boone was the uh, the X factor there. He dominated Oklahoma in those two games. And there was a non-factor last night. To the point, they he didn't play much. He only played like 11, 12 minutes, something like that last night. And there was a stretch when he was in there that, again, he played really well. Had a couple of blocks, hit the shot, uh, was playing really good defense. I don't know if there's something going on there with uh, uh, maybe something's bothering him or lingering or something like that, that they just didn't want to play much or or what the situation was, but he was not the reason that Oklahoma State won that game last night. Um, They just hit a few more shots than OU did, and when I say a few more, that's really all it was, as both teams just stunk from the floor. Layups, mid-range jumpers, it didn't matter what it was. And uh, I mentioned early on with Toby, I don't know what was going on with the floor last night. It seemed like there was someone falling 
or hurting a knee um, right a few times, went down where it looks like he was going to mess up that knee again where they were slipping all over the place on all the decals on the floor. And sometimes there wasn't even an area on the floor where it was like a Big 12 logo or something. They were just uh, very slick last night and could not keep their uh, feet underneath them. But season most likely over. We'll see what happens with an NIT bid. I don't expect it, but you never know. You never know with some teams that they may be looking at that are going to play in the NIT that end up winning some of their conference tournaments, getting bids, and that knocks other people down, and they take those teams, and who knows. The rule's not there anymore that you have to be 500. They've got some quality wins, those quad one wins. Um, Obviously, the win over Alabama was big, but I just don't know if they're going to get that invite, so... We'll see. But regardless, they've got to figure out some situations there with the program. They've got to uh, keep the young guys, keep Los and Otega away, and continue on with them, bring in this class that you've got coming in, and hope to get better and more athletic. I mean, that's the key there. You've just got to get more athletic. You've got to get quicker. Um, Some long athletic length there on the floor for Oklahoma. And you can turn it around. It just, I really believe there were guys that can play the game at certain levels on that team this year, but for whatever reason, did not work well together. And I never, you know, we never did talk about maybe someone being a disruptor on that team or, or being the cause of that. I don't know if it was any one person's, it just didn't work well. I think they liked each other, but they weren't a team. The chemistry just wasn't there. Uh, they showed flashes of it, but I, I think that goes back to what I'm saying. The, the, the full, the gelling just didn't happen. The chemistry wasn't there. I, I, you know, I think talent-wise, there's some guys that have talent, that do good things, that can play at that level, but for whatever reason, their games just didn't mesh well together. And that's what Porter, that's Porter's job. I mean, that's what he's got to figure out. What went wrong here with the chemistry on this thing? What didn't work well? Who do I need to bring in? What style of player do I need to get to fit in this conference? Because you stu- do still have to play here next year. And I agree with Toby, and Porter's not going to want to, one, either not make it to the SEC because he has another bad uh, year next year, or be good enough to save the job to get to the SEC next year to be successful in that conference, and then people say, ah, it's only because it's the SEC and that conference isn't as good. That's what he's... So he wants... If he decides to be back next year, and Toby and I both agree on this, I think Joe will bring him back. I don't think it's a situation where Joe's looking to make a change. Um, Could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. He's going to want to win next year and make a major jump and prove that he can coach at that level in that league and then carry that momentum into the SEC. He doesn't want it just kind of going in there clanky and feeling like it's maybe growing and maybe trending in the right direction and then have that hanging over him. Like, ah, yeah, you're only winning now because it's the SEC. So a lot of he's got to look at a lot of what he did this year, his style, um, what type of players he does need to be looking for in the portal and bring in here to be able to compete 
with the Kansas and Texas and Kansas State and kind of the formula that Kansas State used this year. Why did it work for them and it didn't work for me in, in the transfers and stuff that they went out and got? So um, it'll be an interesting offseason and, and see what direction he goes next year. Um, this texter on the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, part of the problem, OU has not had a true outside shooter in several years. Um, yeah, you've got to have that guy. You've got to have that guy that knocks down those shots and is consistent doing it night in and night out. Not where, you know, they had nights where as a team, well, well, that's what we just discussed with the chemistry and how things would click. They would have those nights where they'd hit 10, 11, three-pointers, look great. But you can't come back the next, uh, uh, you know, next game, build off of that TCU game, but then come back the next game and shoot 25%. I mean, you've got to have more consistency. Um... I thought the term big house was canceled. If it was canceled, Kendall, um, I don't think anyone has stopped using it because I've seen it all over the place for the last few days, So, including the, uh, the tweet that I was just reading about the, uh, the situation that happened with the one student. So, um, Let's see here what else we have on the uh, text line. Uh... Tyler Guyton did send out a send prayers tweet. Hope everything is all right at the facility. Yeah, that's terrible. With spring practice coming up here and about to start and stuff, you don't want something like that if someone's uh, suffered an injury or something. So I'm sure more will start coming out here as we go along throughout the morning here. And Plank and Josh will keep an eye on that coming up in the next hour or so. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, uh, what happened to CJ Nolan? Just wondering. Um, I, I think it was just the... Otega Owe and Los gaining those minutes and taking those minutes from him and just became an issue where he worked his way out of the rotation. So, I mean, I think that's all there is to it. I would be surprised if he's back next year. I'll just say that. I think uh, I think he will be one of the guys you hear uh, heads on to a different destination. Right, we'll take a timeout. Chris Plank coming up next. He'll join me for the crossover. He's live at Cavens today. As we mentioned, Teddy Lehman partying at uh, Chicken and Pickle today. You can go by and see Teddy out there at Chicken and Pickle. And uh, Toby heading for the KC uh, Airport. He is on his way to Houston for the baseball series. Take a time out. T-Row in the Morning Show back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. Or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Lies. That's a lie. (laughs) Toby Rowland, he's out. He bailed on us. Something about a flight in Houston. I don't know. Chris Plank's there with me, though. What's going on, Plank? So this makes things a lot less complicated on the wild travel, right? <laughs> his, uh, his text that he sent uh, the other day to probably you and me and a few others. I didn't that get was, it. I, I, oh, I'm not, T-Row has not included me in his loop anymore. Scenario A is this. Scenario right. B, but it, it could be C. But then C and D could collide with uh, A, and I could be here <laughs> on this flight, and I could be flying oh here. At the, and it was like, I might do. Let's just see if they win or lose. 
Uh, <laughs> I was like, come on. So he is uh, off to a flight to Houston this morning. He will be there to call that series this weekend. So Hey, can, can you educate me? Because I'm digging it, and, and I hope it continues. But what has led to uh, the Rangers have done it? We've seen Frisco step up and do it in their AAA ballpark and now seeing Houston do it. I mean, I, I feel like these have been pretty regular with some of these preseason tournaments for baseball in big league parks, but I feel like we're seeing them more. Is this my imagination, or has this always been the case once or twice during the non-con? I think it's been more. No, I'm with you. And I, th- okay. I think a lot of it is these ballparks have gotten smart and said, hey, our guys bell and go to Florida and Arizona for all of February, March, and even sometimes into the first week of April, why would, right. why, why let it sit empty? We can uh, go ahead, get staff trained, get concessions running smoothly, uh, make extra revenue while these guys are. I think that I think it's just people got together and said, why aren't we bringing in four or five teams on a weekend or bringing in a big series? So, yeah, I think it is happening more. That's a really good point, too. I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective, TJ, in that, you know, it's still, I, I guess we're in early March, uh, the regular season for us, you know, our, our big season doesn't start until, you know, early April. So what a chance to get trained up for the concession workers. Um, what a chance to get trained up for a chain, trained up for security. And you might say, well, they do it every year. But, you know, the days of one beer vendor and one peanut of, oh, there's Johnny. That's the beer vendor. Watch him. He looks like stone. You know, it, those days are gone, right? I mean, there's a, a handful here and there. There was a guy that was a beer vendor. My stepdad loved him. He looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when he would walk down, I mean, if you've been to Bush Stadium before, you probably know, he had his little bit, who needs a beer? Somebody would, what? And he'd be like, who needs a beer? And what? So they would do the whole Stone Cold thing. But you, you constantly have evolving staff. So, yeah, I didn't thought of it that way, TJ. That's a really yeah. good point. Well, even um, Taylor was uh, hit on it a lot throughout the Frisco thing. I, they were having all kinds of issues with the scoreboards, the wrong batter, yes, the, I heard wrong him say batter that. the wrong count. Right. He, kept, he, he quit uh, depending on it, and I think there was probably <laughs> some technical stuff going on that it gave him that weekend hmm. to probably figure some things out until the Rough Riders start play. So It's yeah. my biggest, if, if you want to talk about – one Grinch I can't Grinch about because my daughter was born, right? But it was nine years ago when we were when I was uh, calling the early season baseball games, and we were supposed to be at spring training in Arizona, and my, my kid was due any day, so I didn't get to go make the trip, and I was very very bitter about <laughs> it for a minute. Then this gorgeous baby was born; and it was all great. But the other big kind of regret I have, you know, many they they eventually played at Dodger Stadium. But they were supposed to play there a couple of years earlier. I want to say it was like 2012, maybe. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be 2012, right? 2012 or 13, they were supposed to go play at Dodger Stadium, and they were renovating Dodger Stadium. So we ended up just playing at UCLA, which was fine, right? I mean, even though UCLA and Dodger Stadium, eh, a little bit of a difference. But, yeah, that's been like my – Oh, I hated missing that team. I'd never been. I still have never been to Dodger Stadium, right? And could you imagine your first time going? You're like, ah, I'm in Vin Scully's booth. Let's go. But I'm glad to see they're doing this more because more than just the dopey broadcaster, I'm sure for the kids it means a lot to to be able to play in a big league park to get the season started. Oh yeah, I mean over the last two three years, Globe Life's become a second home for the OU. So they sure. played there. 
Uh, a ton. So yeah, no, it's been it's been good. For Do you long. like Globe Life? Do you like it? Uh, believe it or not, I still have not been. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Right. There's a chance I'm there Saturday night. Oh, cool. For a rodeo. <laughs> so it's been discussed, but I have not been to see the ballpark yet. Um, it seems like every time in the last couple of years that we've been down in that area to visit my mom or whatever, mm-hmm. it has been an off weekend for the Rangers. Like, and it just hasn't worked out for us schedule wise. And then other times, you know me, I'm at the lake on the weekend. Right. So I'm not. I'm not, not taking a lake weekend to head down there for a no. home game. So especially when you sit at your so, lake, yeah, spend money on much infinitely inexpensive beer yes uh and, and enjoy yourself with a short little walk to the bathroom if necessary that you know by correct. the way you're at the lake so <laughs> that that's probably it's probably correct. gonna win so ah. um not a good night last night uh in in uh kansas city unfortunately oh i uh, tried Kobe. to delay it i tried to I delay know. the conversation uh, well, as long oh, as I, I, could. I, I only bring it up because we only have about 45 seconds oh, i hit no. the music so um <laughs> But Toby mentioning this morning, uh, you talking about uh, not getting to Dodger Stadium. This Toby would just like to get to the second day of the Big 12 tournament because I think it's uh, only happened once for him. One, so. Last year. Uh, <laughs> last year. Because <laughs> um, and, and, remember, they, were, they weren't in that Wednesday series, and they played Baylor in the first round, beat them, and then I think it was Tech that knocked them out in the Final Four yeah. last year. So I – I thought either OU or Tech might make a little run in this. So, TJ, I don't know if I could have been more wrong on everything. Neither one did. I did not realize until he brought it up this morning. So, they they obviously, you said, like you said, they didn't have to play Wednesday. Uh So, they got the one win. They have not had more than two wins since, I think you said, the 03 04 season in Kansas City. It's been 20 years since they've won two games there. So, uh, that was just ugly last night. Hard to watch, man. All right. Uh,. Plank and uh, Josh coming up next. Chris is live at Cavens. Appreciate you, Chris. All right, TJ. Talk to you tomorrow, man. Uh, Toby will be coming to you live from Houston tomorrow as the uh, Sooner baseball team gets set for their series against Houston. Appreciate the text today. Appreciate the calls. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.